Hello, and welcome back to the Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Hewitt from Castos. I hope everyone out there is happy and healthy and maintaining their sanity during this difficult time uh, with coronavirus. I know all of us are, are having much of our lives kind of upended and changing things personally and professionally, and we just hope from our entire team here at Castos that you are doing well, and if there's anything we can do, please just let us know. Uh, this week, I wanted to talk through a, a really popular topic that, that we get questions on a lot, both uh, in chat and in our Facebook group, Podcast Hackers. And, and the topic is promoting your podcast and growing your listenership. Uh, we've, we've certainly heard this kind of get flipped on its head in the past saying, don't think about uh, growing your audience, think about serving your audience better. And that certainly is a really valid approach, I think. There's certainly an argument to be said for if you create the right content that serves an unmet need for your audience, that your podcast will be successful. But I think, you know, we talked with Jack Recyder a few episodes ago, and he has an enormously successful podcast, and he attributes a lot of the growth of his show to promoting his podcast in a smart way. And so today we're going we're gonna to walk through a game plan, kind of a recipe that all of us can follow to, to create better content, connect with our audience, and grow our show. And I think this is really the crux of what makes a successful podcast. And a lot of us kind of want to do this, but get started and just get overwhelmed by, by the enormity of kind of the sea of information out there and the, the many, many, many things that we can do to kind of make our podcast better and grow our audience and have our voice reach more people. That is a really big topic. And what we're trying to do today is to break this down into eight steps that you can take that will improve almost every aspect of your show. And so we'll walk through these each in step and I really think that these are eight things that all of us can do in some way, maybe, to improve our podcast and provide a better experience for our audiences. So let's dive in with number one. The first one talks to creating content that your audience is looking for. Uh, I think Jack talked about this in a really eloquent way during his episode, and we'll link to that in the show notes. If you haven't checked out the Jack Recyder from the Darknet Diaries podcast episode we did, um, please go back and listen to it. It's absolutely fantastic. But, but Jack talked a lot about the connection between your audience and their kind of wants and desires and needs and the content that you're creating and the type of content you're creating. Um, his whole show came about because this approach and this topic and this kind of genre wasn't really being talked about in the way that he wanted. So he went out and created that. But you can do the same thing for your show to say, what is my audience looking for and how can I just fit into that mold? This is a lot easier, I think, than you creating the content that you want uh, and then finding an audience that's looking for that. It's probably easier to find an audience that's looking for something and then go create that content to match what they're looking for. There's a lot of ways to do this, but we think that one of the best and easiest ways is Facebook groups. So Facebook groups talk about every possible topic under the sun, including podcasting. And if you're active in some of these Facebook groups, you will see the things that people talk about, things that uh, like kind of the, the the stimulus for this episode was people talking about how do I grow my show? How do I increase my listenership? How do I provide more of what my audience wants? Um, that is just a really popular topic in podcasting in our Facebook group and in others. And we see this over and over and over. And so that's why we wanted to devote a whole episode to this kind of game plan for creating better content and growing your audience. So, so I would say if you're looking to refine the positioning of your content and the pitch you have of your content to your audience, 
go check out Facebook groups and just kind of see what people are talking about. See the language that they're using, see the questions that they're posing, and see how you can take that and mold the content that you're creating and how you're positioning your topic to to kind of fit exactly into what those folks are looking for. Because then when you come back and say, hey, you know, I answered this question you had in a recent podcast episode, I think you might find this helpful. If, if you're answering exactly the question that somebody had posed there a couple weeks ago, they're going to really connect with it. So I think this is a pretty surefire way to make sure that the content you're creating is connecting with what your audience is looking for. So Facebook groups, just for kind of some uh, audience research, really, is a great resource there. The next play in our, our game plan here is is having guests on your show and being really strategic about the types of guests you have on and uh, and having them share the podcast with their audiences later. Uh, I think we've heard in some of the interviews that we've done that some people take this uh, really seriously and are really structured about this. Some people are are not as much and rely just kind of on the content being successful and, and standing on its own. And, and I think the latter approach is fine, but I think a way that we can uh, really kind of influence the outcome of our podcasts as it pertains to guests is to be really strategic about the types of guests we have on so kind of instead of just having whoever on the podcast think about, is there a person that is an absolute expert on this really small kind of micro topic or approach or angle on my greater subject of my podcast? If so, have them on and be laser focused in that episode about this particular thing that they're an absolute expert at. Uh, I think this is a really great way to kind of serve exactly what your audience is looking for in a very, very specific way. And then, and this is the really important part, and then as you're communicating with this guest before, during the interview, or you know, around the interview when you're having that call, and then afterwards, set the expectation that you would like them to share the episode with their audience later, and then make it really easy for them. And so setting the expectation could be something like, hey, we're going to publish this in about two weeks. I will send you an email when the episode goes live, and we'll have all the resources you'll need to share this episode on social media and maybe in your email newsletter. Uh, A lot of people that are on podcasts have some kind of online presence already, so it will be kind of natural for them to share the podcast episode. And if we've done a good job as interviewers to really bring out the the excellence in, in our guests, they will want to share what they've said on their podcast with their audience, because it might be a unique opportunity for them to to really kind of shine and stand out and have a voice that, that maybe they can't have in their own platform naturally and normally. Uh, and so I think us as, uh, as interviewers can really enable our guests to shine in a unique way that they might not feel comfortable with in their own platform. And, and so I wouldn't feel shy about uh, really setting them up for success and giving them permission to share this later. And when I say make it easy for them, uh, I recently received like the perfect email and I'll share a link. Uh, I'll share a copy of this in the show notes for this episode. But uh, I received an email from somebody who wanted me to share something on social media. So it was about a webinar, but but it's the same uh, same kind of concept. And they gave me several different options for a, a post on Twitter, because Twitter is 280 characters or whatever, uh, a, a couple of different options for a post on LinkedIn, which I think can be longer, uh, and, a, and a snippet for an email if I wanted to send an email. It was all done, and they probably sent this to you know the other dozen or so folks that they wanted to help promote this webinar. But for me, this was great. I just copied this text, opened Twitter, put it in there. It was perfectly worded. It was relatively kind of neutral. 
Um, it wasn't, uh, you know, kind of braggadocious or overly self-serving or anything. And it sounded really good coming from me and kind of preserved my my brand. Uh, and I think it's important for us to think about when we're promoting things uh, or or for us to think about for your guests when they're promoting things is saying like, if, if I provide this for my guests and I want them to share this on social media, is this going to kind of compromise their brain and their positioning and their authenticity with their audience? We, we definitely don't want to do that. So when you're crafting these proposed, you know, social media posts or, or email uh, snippets to think about, will this be the kind of thing that my guests will want to just copy and paste and send out right away? And if it is, you're doing them a huge service because the last thing that, that you want is to say, hey, can you, you know, go find the link and come up with the text and come up with the copy and the hashtags and all this kind of stuff to, to share this, this thing that you're really doing me a favor uh, for sharing? And the answer is definitely no, right? But if you say, hey, here's the episode that just went out. Here's a couple of options for sharing this on Twitter. Here's a couple of options for sharing this on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram. Here's a, here's a featured image that we created just for your episode. And, you know, if you'd love, if you'd like to share this out, please do. I think you will get a much higher success rate with folks sharing this out other than, uh, you know, just mentioning someone on social media and hoping that they retweet it or something like that. So after the episode goes live, giving your guest all the resources they need to share this in an easy and, and authentic and kind of properly branded way for, for you and your audience and the message you want to get out is is a great step. And it's a little more work on your end, but I think you'll see a huge uptick in the amount of sharing that your guests do if you if you enable them to be successful with a quick email with everything they need right there. And the next one talks about sharing a little bit too. So the third uh, play in our in our game plan here is to to create really high quality social media assets. Um, thinking back to the Ladybug podcast we did a couple of episodes, uh, they certainly were kind of social media pros, and they share a lot of high-quality content on their personal social media accounts, and I think that's enabled a lot of the success that they've had as a show. And us as as brands and as podcasts should be thinking along the same lines, so that the kinds of things that we're sharing on social media uh, whether social media is kind of your thing or not, if you're going to be promoting your podcast on social media, which I think is a really natural way for many of us, you know, have really high quality assets. We talked about creating a unique kind of featured image per episode. That doesn't take long. You can use a tool like Canva or Snappa to create these and have a template and then just update with a, a guest headshot in the title of the episode. It takes five minutes to create this and really stands out versus just a plain text. Uh, and other things like audiograms, using Castos headliner integration, you can create audiograms which stand out, I think, even more than just a static image. But if you're not taking the extra 10, 20 minutes to create these resources, both for for yourself and for your guests to share on social media, I think we're really missing something. We, we go through so much time and effort to to create our podcast episodes that to fall the 20 minutes short to not create the really high quality assets for our show, I think is is leaving a little on the table. And this is one kind of uh, play from the playbook here that I think you can take and adopt what in whatever way is best for you. Some people are going to be really big on social media, so you'll want a lot more resources. Some people will be sharing things once or twice. So, you know, a single image or a single headliner uh, video would be fine. Uh, but think about how this best might suit you and your goals and your brand. Uh, and then adopt this kind of general guidance and suggestion for for what fits best with your approach. The fourth play in our playbook here is is participating in audience communities and and typically online, especially now in in the COVID world that we're all in. Uh, online communities, I think, are 
are stronger than ever. Um, it's the only way many of us have to connect with folks. And Facebook groups are, are the ones that really come to mind, but but things like increasingly WhatsApp groups are becoming really popular, uh, particularly outside the U.S., um, and things like Discourse and Discord are very popular. Again, kind of adapt this for your particular niche and audience and where they're already hanging out. But if you're not in a couple of these groups already and you're not active there, you don't have to be in all day, every day. But if you're not in there a couple of times a week, uh, asking questions and participating in the discussion, I think you're really missing out on something. This is, for me, the best way to really genuinely add value to our community. You know, talking about podcasting for me, that's that's kind of the, the community I would participate in. Um, this is the best way for me to add value in a really genuine, helpful, meaningful way to, to a lot of people. You know, I can have one-on-one discussions with someone over email uh, or like a d- direct message on Twitter or something. But for me to post something in a group that's really helpful that could could influence a lot of people's podcasts is really a really great and high leverage way for me to to spend my time to to participate and to give back to my communities. And hopefully the rest of the communities will see that from you participating in these communities, being valuable, and they'll want to check out your stuff when that time comes later on. The fifth play in our playbook is is a tough one. And I talked about this in the last episode with uh, the folks from Squadcast is, is encouraging and having a way for audiences to participate in your show. Uh, and this is in the in the form of feedback or listener questions or voicemails or whatever modality you want to choose. Um, I, I think this is truly an untapped part of podcasting for many of us. And, and maybe I'm kind of projecting and, and talking about myself a bit, but I I don't see a lot of podcasts have have this as a regular part of what they do. Uh, I think maybe something like sports talk radio or personal finance shows, where the whole kind of format of the show is people calling in or, or emailing in their questions and, and people answering them on the podcast. Maybe that has to do with publishing frequencies, shows that, that publish more frequently and are, are more kind of news shows would, would have those um, more so than the typical, you know, once a week, once every other week type podcast. But this is one maybe just to think about is what are you doing right now to encourage participation of your audience in your podcast and making them feel like they're part of your community and your brand? Uh, we've seen this work really well. People that are able to crack this and are able to have their own Facebook groups and their own discourse groups and Discord channels, uh, if they're able to to have these communities and encourage participation in or around an episode, that the the strength of the brand of their podcast is increased so much. So um, I think you know, kind of quote live on air. Participation in a podcast is is a bigger hurdle for us to overcome, but I think that's the goal and the place that we all should want to get to. Uh, and using a tool like SpeakPipe on your website to to allow your guests and visitors to come, record a quick voice memo to send to you for you to include in your next episode is is a fantastic thing. If you haven't checked it out, SpeakPipe is a really neat tool to allow this kind of thing for for your audiences and enable them to participate in the show. And then you mention them and they, they just feel great about kind of, quote, being in your show, uh, even if it's for asking a question or giving a comment. The sixth play in our playbook here is building an email list. And this is more than just a marketing tactic. This is a way to communicate and connect with your audience. We, we talk a lot about things like Facebook groups or online communities or in-person communities. Uh, but email, love it or hate it, email is is still king for how people communicate. Uh, in a lot of ways. And I think it, it will never go away. Um, social media channels probably will come and go. 
um, in 10 years. I don't know if Facebook will be here, um, but, but email most certainly will, will always be around. And, and it's a great way for you to share additional information or inside resources or you know sneak peeks or exclusive episodes or things like that with a certain subset of your audience that's particularly engaged and is kind of opted in to want to hear more about you and what you're talking about and, and, and your brand and your, and your position. And so if you're not using a tool to collect email addresses on your website, and if you're not offering some kind of incentive for people to join your email list, I would definitely think about that. And for a lot of folks that is in the business world, it would be like a white paper or a report. In the coaching or course world, that would be like a, a crash course, a you know, three email or five email crash course on how to do X, Y, and Z. Uh, you know, just think about whatever it is that people coming to your site might want that you can give them in a, in a pretty easy way, again, over a couple of emails or over a, a download or a video or a webinar you've recorded, something that is really valuable to, to a lot of folks that you can pretty easily disseminate to them. Uh, shouldn't include like your time, real time. It's not like a, a consulting call. Uh, think about what kind of incentive you can offer folks to, to join your email list. You can provide them immediately a lot of value uh, but then later on, you can follow up with them with each episode you release, you send them an email uh, talking about the episode and why it's worth listening. If you have certain you know, promotional items or, or things having to do with your brand later on, you have their email address, and it is a great way to connect with people. There are certainly industries where social media, I think, is better, but email is is ubiquitous and applies literally to everyone in every industry to to a large extent. The seventh play in our playbook is is to publish regularly. Uh, I am very proud that uh, you know we're only twenty something episodes into this this podcast, but we have not missed a week. It goes out every Thursday morning, uh, and we will do that for as long as I'm able to, to do these episodes, or someone from our team is is doing this podcast. And and I hope that that relays a bit of uh, a bit of confidence to you as the listener in our podcast in our our commitment to making this a really great resource is that we publish this podcast every week. And we are here providing value and dedicating a lot of our time and resources to creating this asset for for the podcasting community and for our audiences. Uh, and, and the same is true for you and your audience. If you're publishing consistently, it doesn't have to be every week. It can be every other week. I think less than every other week gets a little too infrequent for your audience to stay engaged. But if you say it's every Monday or every Monday and Thursday or every second Tuesday or whatever it is, set that expectation with your audience up front and say, we're going to publish and this schedule and we will always be here for you. And I think if you do that over time, you really will gain a lot of confidence and trust with your audience that they know you're always showing up and and they will want to as well. We hear we hear from folks like Pat Flynn that if if an episode of his doesn't go out on time, he's getting emails right away. Hey, where's the podcast, Pat? I know it always comes out on this day. Where is the podcast? Uh, and I think that's what a lot of us are striving for is to say like, how can I how can I have a kind of rabid fan base that is always asking me for my next episode? And the only way to do that for sure is to publish regularly. Our eighth and final play in our podcast growth playbook here is thinking about whether a DIY podcast network is right for you. Uh, we talked with Eric Newsom in a recent episode about this kind of growth of, of DIY podcast networks. And, and so a popular one to think about here would be like uh, college sports, maybe. So in the U.S., uh, college sports, hugely popular. Uh, again, you know, with COVID, that, that that's kind of on hold for now. But if you have... Uh, a podcast talking about Texas Long, Longhorns 
sports. And there's a, a friend of yours that is in Oklahoma talking about the Oklahoma Sooners. You two plus a couple of others might be able to get together and say, hey, why don't we form you know this group of college sports podcasts uh, as a network and we can promote uh, my podcast to yours and vice versa and, and share the messages from from each of our podcasts amongst our audiences. And this is kind of a really big extension of the the concept of cross-pollination that we have with guests and, and them sharing the message of of the podcast episode you did with their audience. Uh, think about if, if you had that, you know, times eight <laughs> and, and kind of a formal agreement and, and reciprocal relationship with a bunch of other podcasts. Think about eight shows always mentioning and promoting and, and helping to, to kind of cross-pollinate audiences uh, between the whole network. This is a really powerful thing. If there are other podcasts in your space that are not kind of directly competitive to what you're doing or what you're talking about, but that your audience might find interesting and their audiences might find your podcast interesting. So give this a think. I think this applies to a lot of folks, not just in sports, but you know maybe in business, in religion, in uh, other kind of local communities. Uh, I think that this idea is really powerful. And if this could apply to you, it's definitely worth exploring because uh, the potential here for this kind of cross-pollination of audiences and, and really genuine and helpful co-promotion of your podcast with the others in your network is really powerful. And in the episode with Eric, we talked a lot about how how this has helped propel a lot of really big shows out there. So these are the eight kind of plays from our audience growth playbook. We talked about a little bit of everything from from content creation to promotion to email list building to networks and and publishing frequencies and styles. Uh, and I hope this has been helpful in, in maybe giving you a couple of ideas of things that Maybe you're not doing yet, or you tried and you you kind of fell back on. It's okay, we all do it. Um, but but I do honestly think that if we all are able to hit each of these eight things on a consistent basis, we're just going to make better podcasts. And us making better podcasts is going to relate to more people checking out our show and connecting with our message and growing our audience really organically. So I hope you enjoyed. I hope this has given some food for thought. Uh, Best of luck with your podcast. And if there's ever anything we can do to help, please let us know. And we'll see you next week.